Hello and welcome to Roll Plus Heart. My name is Jen Blundell and with me as always are Bex Watson playing Fairly Weaver, Sarah Keep playing Grace Tamblin, and Helen Gaffney playing Anita Thixton. Mm-hmm. 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 Correct. Mm-hmm. Do you want to do it again with more confidence mm-hmm. or are you fine with that? <laughs> You're fine, fine. I, mm-hmm. I like my lack of confidence, so then. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You're joining us for the second part of our game of Brindlewood Bay. So far, our mavens, Anita, Fairley and Grace, have been invited, or dare I say dragged along, to a showcase at the Hill Gallery in Bovril-upon-Sea. 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 In support... <laughs> To support their book club friend George and her piece of work that is being displayed at the showcase. While the evening started pleasantly enough, a wrinkle has appeared in the form of the very dead body of Melinda Hill, who Grace has found slumped in the main office at the back of the building. So we return now to the Hill Gallery and to Grace, who stands facing the corpse of semi-renowned artist Melinda Hill. Oh no. <laughs> not again. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, this is not your first rodeo investigating a mystery, I will remind you. So um Uh I'm gonna look for I'm gonna do a meddling move before I go and tell anyone. I want to Okay, yeah, you wanna sweep get, the room? Try and look for some clues while they're fresh before anyone can tamper. <gasps> Tampering with the body. Mm. Do it. Uh, where are you um, choosing to investigate? You want to focus on mm. the body? Do you want to? I would say the room is there is a large desk in the center, a large, sturdy, expensive leather topped desk that she's sitting behind in a big high back chair. The sign on the desk you can see says Linton Barclay, who you know was pointed out to you is the ma- is the owner manager of the Hill Gallery. Behind her is um, some bookshelves with uh, books on the wall or a bunch, some, a few select pictures, photographs. In the corner is a coat stand with several coat iron items and some bags around the bottom. And there is Melinda's dead body. Uh, I'm going to leave the body. I'm going to look around the desk for clues like um, paperwork or a note. Okay. okay. Or... Um, so the meddling move... So when you search for a clue, conduct research or otherwise gather information, you describe how you're doing so and you roll 2d6 with the appropriate ability. So again, your abilities being vitality, composure, reason, presence or sensitivity. Um, So you're aiming for a seven or higher and ideally you want, you know, as high as possible. Um, I feel like the appropriate skill would be reason question mark. Uh, Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Reason is for if you're maven studying books, researching a problem, examining a crime scene, or otherwise engaging their mental faculty. Yeah, yeah I'd love to use yeah. um, composure because I have more skills in that, but I think that's a harder <laughs> black. Yeah, um, that's more for if you're like trying to hold your nerve or concentrate really hard. Yeah, okay. Oh, is that a six? Yay! That is a ten. A 10. Wonderful. So on a 10, that's a hit and you will find a clue and I will tell you what it is. So give me a second to look through my list of clues. Okay, so you, um, Grace, you see a dead body and you immediately know that now is your opportunity to search the scene before anyone comes along and the useless local police force go and mess things up. So you uh, quickly stride forwards and start rifling through the desk. You find one drawer that's locked, but some of the other drawers are open. And in one of them, you find you find a letter from the local council explaining that the request to build a new property has been rejected. 
So this is a rejected building permit application that um, it's unclear. The letter has been slightly uh, scuffed and torn, so it's unclear entirely who it's addressed to. Mm. But what you can see is that someone was wanting to build something in a location that the council have deemed absolutely um, unacceptable within the historic town of beauvrel upon sea is this, is this one of those clues where if I take the clue, it'll be fine, I wonder? So you'll not get so. into trouble for taking clues. That's, you know, you're not. So the idea will be that the, you can take these clues, ferret them away. You're not going to get into trouble for taking them. Or you could leave it and still, it would still count towards your clues if you, if at the end of, at the point where you're theorizing to try and work out who, who did it, who what done it, you can incorporate the clues. For every clue you incorporate, you get an extra point towards the role that you're doing. I'm, so they're intentionally gonna... a little vague in that you can tie them all together to create a theory. So you can mark down having found a rejected building application within the desk of Mr. Linton Barclay. I'm going to squirrel it away. I'm going to pop it in my sure. blouse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very nice. So are you going to pop it in your blouse? In my blouse. I'm just going to be like, whoop. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what did you think? I very belatedly processed that and my brain was like, bowels? <laughs> Weird place to put it. <laughs> Well, it's the only safe space. She's a regular one, this Grace. Yeah. Um, gonna squirrel it away like a squirrel in my <laughs> mouth, <laughs> then <laughs> swallow it, and it'll be safe from my bowels. Um, no, um, knowing crime scenes and the situations around crime scenes, I don't want to linger here too long in case someone comes in and I okay. get the blame. I'm for it. So okay. I'm going to. I was going to say that, but I was afraid you dirty birds would turn it around on me. I was thinking it was Make good. it seem like I was... Exactly. <laughs> so I said a different thing, but you said it anyway. Now we're thinking about being fingered in the office with a dead, with a dead body. <laughs> hey, whatever floats your boat. Um, <laughs> so are you leaving the scene? I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no fingering, okay. thanks. I'll head on out. All right, great. I'd great, great. avoid the fingering if, if I could. Okay, because you have the um, Jane Marple move, uh, you can move around this space very easily without arousing suspicion. Mm. Um, so, well, arousing a fingering even. <laughs> yeah, you do not arouse a fingering because you're exploring this space um, because it is considered the daytime still. Um, so are you going to head on straight back out into the um, Oh, immediately looking gallery. for Fairly okay. and Anita. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay We're okay. still flirting mm -hmm. in a corner. <laughs> <laughs> La ladies put it in your pants we've got mm -hmm. bigger things to deal with right now oh it's happened it, it's happened again <sighs> fucking hell not again i thought it'd be quieter around here you know fairly reaches into her bag and brings out a notebook with a little pen attached mm. <laughs> flips through loads of pages <laughs> finds a blank one Tell us everything. Well, you'll either be happy or sad to hear that Melinda Hill has shuffled off this mortal coil. Did she go quietly into that uh, dark night, though? Like, I mean, has she been murdered? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think she'd have gone quietly um, knowing her. Mm. Well, we all saw her not so long ago. On the mezzanine. Mm. With Finn. Mm-hmm. Oh, Though he left Finn before Conley. her. And then yeah. also, rude young man. Also, we saw um, Cherry go in there not that long ago. Yes. Correct. Cherry just left. She did. Mm, right. 
I think she needs she needs a smack bottom, that lady. And just to add to our list of potential suspects, it did happen in Linton Berkeley's office. Well, I can't say I'm surprised. Can you... I'm sorry, love. Can you just remind me what your beef is with Linton? He did me an unkindness once, a long time ago. I think that's all that needs to be said on the matter right now. Okay, I won't pry. I know his wife, though. Perhaps she might be able to tell me whether he's been uh, with her the entire time. Lovely girl. Well, I will also add to potential intrigue in regards to Linton. Before I came back out to you, I did snoop around his office just to scooch. Good girl. And I found a rejected building application in his on his desk. Mm, Intriguing. Mm. Grace, you knew the young man at the door, didn't you? I did. Terrible at maths. Well, perhaps, though, he has a guest list which we might be able to use to uh, to work from. Okay, I can turn on a charm. Uh, you don't need to turn it on. You've always been very charming. Oh, you're sweet um, to say. And, uh... Perhaps I can go and find Candice and ask her a few questions about her husband's whereabouts. Mm. Should I have a look for Cherry? See if I can squeeze something out of her. Good idea. Well, ladies, you know the drill. Uh, never go anywhere alone with anyone who says they have something to tell you. Uh, no making meetings across uh, over the phone without establishing exactly what it is you're meeting about first. And most importantly, hmm, remember to write things down because we did have that one time where... Uh, we all forgot something rather important and it all compounded together and was a bit of a mess. <laughs> Took us a while to untangle. Um, Anita so. brings out like a receipt from her bag. She hasn't really got any paper. A receipt <laughs> and like um, one of those little pens from an Argos. <laughs> all right, so I've got, I've, I'm ready, I think. But what if you need to return the thing to Argos? It's all right, I'm not going to return it. It was a crockpot. Not a chance I'm returning that, is there? It's covered in scouts already. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Perhaps let's arrange to meet uh, back here where it's quiet in, say, half an hour once we've done our initial prodding around to decide what our next course of action is. Cool. Hmm. Perfect. Should we tell anyone uh, about the devil? No? I think, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I'm thinking particularly of the mystery of the fallen curtain um, where... (laughs) Uh, what a mystery. Mm-hmm. Where nobody, uh, the investigators... Who is the fucking protagonist of these books, Jen? Amanda Delacour. Thank you. No, I, um, I thought that was the writer, wasn't it? I thought that was the author. No, sorry, it's uh, it's the Amanda Delacour. Is the, is, she's the character, main character of the series, the Amanda uh, Delacour, the Golden Crown mystery series. But the author is Robin Masterson. And the super sleuth is Amanda Delacour. Okay. Um, I'm thinking particularly of uh, the... It was a... A murder uh, discovered by Amanda Delacourt in the green room at a theatre. And um, she kept the death of of the poor lead actor a secret, knowing that she could more easily and with less suspicion gain information about everybody's whereabouts if they didn't feel defensive about having to have some sort of alibi for a murder. Interesting. Bex, are you activating the gold crown mysteries move there? I don't know. Am I? Is that what I'm doing? You could be if you want to. So once per mystery, when any maven says, this reminds me of something that happened to Amanda Delacourt, (laughs) you work together to describe how 
what is happening in the situation reminds um, you of an event from one of the Gold Crown Mysteries. And you've already provided all the necessary information. <laughs> the name of the Gold Crown Mystery, the problem or situation that Amanda was in that was similar and how she uh, and how she just resolved it. Just so good it. at role play so, that um, it, just, it just came out. I so good. did a you full move. <laughs> yeah. So you can, if you want to, you can only use this once per mystery. Okay. But if you want to, you can then activate that to take a 12 plus to a single roll, so it's automatically a 12 plus. Or you can state a fact about the current situation that the keeper must incorporate. Ooh. So you stating the fact that no one is going to find this body for until, ages. Until we've until we've spoken to all the way yes. all the suspects. I'm I think I'm stating the fact that the body will remain undiscovered until we choose to reveal the murder has okay. happened. Okay. In, in a kind of poirot. Right. I love it. Okay. Situation. She was she's been dead for hours mates okay interesting yeah nice right fine one tick that's activated probably could have used that more usefully but you know what oh, Don't i care. like it I'm, I'm, no i'm you glad of that it. because it, it means the suspects after that like you know you can meddle you can meddle with the suspects about them realizing what it's for you know exactly mm -hmm. exactly okay. i should write this shit for a living um <laughs> absolutely should. we're coming for you jason jason Mraz or <laughs> Cordova. <laughs> Sorry, hard yeah, stop. Mraz, Mraz. Why would it be Jason Mraz, Helen? <laughs> I don't know. She just said Jason, so I was like, well, I don't know which Jason she's talking about. The, the first, then the most memorable one in my mind apparently is Jason Mraz. Yeah. Wow. Fair. I'm sorry. I mean, name another Morning Jason. Star. You can't. Never mind. Morning yeah, Star. No, that was the second one that came to my mind. Oh, yeah. And that's a Anyway, shut up. Great. Don't worry. When I when I run a game, you can mock the way that I stutter over all of my words, and I will. We do. Yeah, and you do, actually. You have before. Don't need to run a game for us to make fun of you. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, Grace, Calm are you going? <laughs> Calm <along. laughs> I am an easy target. Uh, yeah, I'll go to the bouncer, uh, the okay. guy, on, the boy on security. Mm -hmm. His name was Robbie. Um, Robbie Butler. So there is a butler in the game. <gasps> he did it. He did it. Robbie Butler. End oh, no. game. He did it. <laughs> Finished. Oh, tick, no. Done. I said there was no butlers. <laughs> Uh, you go to see Robbie Butler on the door. Um, he's standing there in his smart tuxedo. Um, you know, he must be sort of like early 20s at this point. He's clearly, he's grown up a bit. He's broadened a bit more. And as you go out through the main gallery, past the cloakroom, you know, he's looking outwards really because he's, he's welcoming in late guests. How, how do you get his attention? Uh, I think I just give his arm a squeeze from behind. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, uh, you made me jump down this tamblin. Hello, Robbie, darling. Ooh. Hello, Miss Tamblin. How are you? I'm good. I'm very good, thank you. How about yourself? You're doing an excellent job here tonight. Thank you, Miss Tamblin. Um, can I help you, Miss Tamblin? Oh, well, it's a bit silly. Um, but I was hoping just to see the guest list. I, I'm wondering if my friend is here, and I just wanted to, uh, see if you've ticked the name off. Um, uh, I, uh, uh... You know what? Um, are you meddling here? It seems like you are. You're it trying does, to get some it does specific feel like information. I'm meddling. So, would you please roll me two d six plus? Would it be presents because it's like a charismatic sort of thing? Yeah, I think it is because you're trying to sort of um, charm him or 
You're trying to wheedle this information out of someone. Trying to caterpie this information out of someone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you bring this on yourself, Sarah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> She's just on brand. <laughs> okay, uh, I've got a zero in presence. What's your L? Uh-oh. A four. Ooh. So you ask for the list. And uh, he, for a second, he looks like uh, really nervous. And then he's, he sort of straightens up his back and he says, I'm sorry, Miss Tamblin, but no, I've got to do my job here. And that is confidential information. I'm afraid I can, you're not my teacher anymore. So uh, I'm sorry about that, but I can't give you that. And you're just, you're, you're going to have to accept that. I'm sorry. Now I have to get back to my work. And he's going to uh, turn away from you and sort of pointedly stand there with his straight back looking outside and holding himself steady. And I am going to give you a condition of slightly shaken in having a student, not having a student speak back to you, but having a reminder that not every relationship with every student was as joyful and positive at the end of the day as you'd hoped it would be Mm. even if it wasn't necessarily your fault that they were carrying some baggage so i'm going to give you the condition um shaken we'll call it i go to melancholy (laughs) try and say uh that i'll always be his teacher but i just keep it to myself i i just raise a hand to be like what and then uh just awkwardly shuffle backwards Mm -hmm. into the party yeah he steps away from you to greet a guest at the same time. Um, so you are, yeah, you're left uh, to just take yourself back into the party. Okay, well, a failure. Big old um, goose egg. Big old goose egg. Fairly, you were going to go talk to Candice, and Anita, you are going to go mm-hmm. talk to Cherry. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go first? Um, uh, I don't mind. Okay, Candice it is. <laughs> you uh, head back into the main area and you see a beautiful woman standing up on the, the mezzanine floor who you recognise to be Candace Barkley. She is wearing a neat, well-fitting silk navy gown and a, um, a silk, a beautifully patterned silk shawl just draped elegantly over her, sh- her arms and a set of pearls perfectly dyed blonde hair and she's noticeably about 10-15 years younger than uh, than Linton. Sounds about right. Yeah. But you know he's an elder guy himself but she she was his um, his young thing. She looks refined. Dignified. Also quite rich. She looks dignified but you know her to be not a bad person. Or at least she's always been nice to you. Yeah. Do you say she's on the mezzanine, sorry? Yeah, she's on the mezzanine sort of um, I'll, um sparkling make my way up to her and just do a little like fairly Candice lovely to see you here oh you look quite the belle of the ball may I say you always did have such a wonderful sense of fashion look at you well thank you thank you that's very kind of you and you look fabulous yourself oh I love this colour on you. You're very kind. There comes a certain point where you think uh, no one much is going to be looking at you anyway. I say it's never too late. Uh, You're a gem. You're an absolute gem. Cheekbones like yours, (laughs) fairly. It's uh, this um, makeup that uh, uh, Anita said I should use. I'm not sure about it myself, but she's awfully good with that kind of thing, you know. So glamorous. Oh, yes, what lovely friends you have. <laughs> and they were roommates. Uh, <laughs> and they were roommates. 
Um, where's, uh, where's, where's Linton? Where's your husband? Haven't Linton? seen him yet tonight. Oh, he's, you know how he is, working the crowd, doing his business things. It's a shame. He's quite the busy businessman nowadays. Oh, I would hope that he would have some time to spend with a lovely wife. Well, well, we, we do uh, have, we've got a holiday coming up. We'll be taking it in the south of France. Oh, um, lovely. So we'll have our quality time then, I suppose. Oh, but you haven't seen much of him tonight then. Busy, is he? No, but that's, you know, you know my role is to stand here and look beautiful and enjoy the art. Oh, and you do it so well. Well, thank you. And I'm just, I essentially, I want to keep pressing her to find out how precisely I can get her husband's movements. Like, you know, talked about who he's been talking to or like, you know, just mm-hmm. to see if she... Okay. She has a moment where she's like, uh, oh, I didn't see him for a while, but he's sure. there now kind of thing. Roll uh, roll the meddling move for me, please, with... I think it's presence again, because okay. you're. Um, this is a sort of social interaction. Uh, so that's an eight. An eight. Okay, so an eight is a mixed success, essentially. Okay, so you're going to push for information. Mm-hmm. Candace seems... Candace is... She likes you. You've never had a problem with each other, even if she is aware that she is. It's never been mentioned that Linton was originally supposed to perhaps wed a certain other lady within the town Mm. and ended up choosing instead the beautiful Candice from the wealthy family. Oh, well, but she likes you. Well, she likes you plenty. Um, She likes you fairly well. Hey! Hey! Um, and as uh, you're asking, where have, have you seen Linton? She's just saying, "Well, I haven't seen, I haven't seen much of him. Um, he does seem to be having a slightly stressful evening, to be honest. I did see him having a um, little intense conversation earlier on. Don't tell anybody, but I think he is. Business is tricky, you know. He was having a rather intense conversation with with um, Andrea Glover, um, you know." The uh, lady who runs the uh, the gallery in the next town over. Oh, yes, of course. Yes, yeah. Yes. So I think you know how it is. You've got to. It's tricky running a gallery. Oh, he's I done a wonderful job, marvelous yes. job, marvelous job. Yeah. But uh, yes, he's. Uh, they seem to be having some words, but um, I haven't seen either of them around. So I'm hoping it all cleared up. I am sure they're um, off having a drink somewhere and getting it all sorted out. You know what? Oh yeah, those types it's are like marvelous champagne that they that we have Wonderful. tonight. Lovely wine too. Have you tried the red? Oh, I'm afraid I don't drink too much anymore. Natural remedies only for me. Mm, of course, wonderful. Um, and she continues chatting. And as she does, you know, you're nodding politely. She starts to uh, chat about the family and your, you know, mutual acquaintances in the town. A polite society chit chat. And as she does, you see a painting over her shoulder and your eyes can't help but be drawn towards it. It's one of Melinda's pieces and it's, you know, her usual work, abstract splashes of colour. This one's a sort of grey background and against it, red splashes in the foreground. And as your eyes flick to it, they flick again and again. And each time you pull your gaze away, you, the painting seems to change. It seems you can't help but think that it looks not like random splashes of red, but like a severed human leg on the canvas, just bleeding. And, and you could swear for a second you could see the blood actually dripping out of the flesh of the leg. Each time you look, no, no, it's clearly just splashes. Until for a second you could swear that a whole drop of blood drops from the canvas and hits the floor. And then you look and then it splashes of red again. 
And I will say that that is your consequence of rolling a mixed success in that this is your first void clue. Mm. Ooh. Void clue. Okay. Hmm. The town of Bovril-upon-Sea is perhaps not... The town of Bovril-upon-Sea <laughs> is perhaps not all it may seem. The town of Bovril-upon-Sea is perhaps <laughs> not all it may... The t- you get it. Yeah. It's not all it seems. Uh, <laughs> okay. So just quickly, so I can clarify, with a void clue, is that something that we use to solve the, myster- no, the mystery? No, not the current or- one. The mystery. Yes, that goes off into your pile of knowing okay. that strange stuff is happening. Yeah, okay. I think after a, a kind of a little while, then fairly like a bit shaken by this, it's like, I'm so, I'm so sorry. I'm just feeling a little, I think it might be a little hot in here. I, uh, I'm going to go and get a, a breath of fresh air. Would you say that you found that painting scary? Yeah. <laughs> okay, then I will have to ask you to do another roll. Okay. With composure. 2d6 again? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is an eight total. So you rolled that day move because you're still in a very safe um, space. Mm-hmm. So the consequences are, it's been triggered by the fact that you've encountered a void clue. Okay. And every time you encounter a void clue, if you think your maven would find it scary, you will roll the day or night move, depending on whether it's day or night, mm-hmm. and you will add composure. So on a seven to nine, you are you don't completely lose your nerve, but you are going to take a condition. Okay. Which uh, is going to be... Um, uneasy so with you are going to roll at a disadvantage for composure from uh, now until you clear that condition okay and what does rolling at a disadvantage mean it in this means game? you're going to roll three dice and take the two lowest okay mm-hmm. but only if you're rolling with composure okay you do have two clues though because she did also reveal that linton had been in a bit of an argument yeah. with andrea glover um anita all right um so anita's gonna find cherry and Hiya, hiya, are you alright, love? Cherry is, again, leaning against a wall. Um, She's wearing a, you know, a smart peach work suit and she has her hair tied up into a tight bun and um, she's leaning against the wall typing away on her phone again and she looks up for a brief second and rolls her eyes slightly and she goes, yep, is your friend dead yet? Look, love, like, I know that's funny to you and all that, but when you get a bit older, you'll start to lose friends and companions and family members and you'll start to see that that was a mean thing to say anyway employers employers um anyway i came over here to say Mm -hmm. i think you're doing a really great job i've seen you all night you're amazing you clearly know what's going on you've got your head switched on Mm -hmm. you know what's you know what's up and like i was thinking i might take a part-time job you know i'm a bit i like once once my companion's gone to the hospice you know i'll be out i'll be out of sorts i need something to distract me and i was thinking maybe i could be a pa and I was just wondering, like, if you could tell uh-huh. me your sort of day-to-day work, what you do, you know, like maybe today, for example, like what have you done today? Today, I've mostly been um, dealing with emails for Melinda and uh, yeah, that's it. Just um, dealing with Melinda's things. Are you, uh, you are also meddling for information, that's I would say. Here. You're going to go for a little push. Okay, go on. Let's just get let's these get the rolls in. in. Um, I'm enjoying you all failing. So it's... Hey, hey, I kind of hey. Yeah. 
Uh, I'll remind you also that at any point, if you want to take a crown, you can boost any result on a roll up one level. Mm -hmm. So a fail would become a mixed success, a success, a mixed success would become a full success. A full success could become a success, a 12 plus. So can you do that after you've rolled? Yes. Taking the crowns will trigger either, depending on the one you take, and will trigger either a flashback or it will take you one step towards a certain darkness. At this point, you know, you're not you're not entirely aware of the eldritch yeah, forces so that probably work. Probably would be the crown of the queen yeah, yeah. if it was going to be. Um, okay, yeah, so I'll roll. I'll roll anyway. Happy flashbacks. Um, would it be presents? I'm okay. guessing again. Uh, yeah. Uh, that is a seven plus one, so that's an eight. An eight. Okay. Another mixed success. It's fun. So there is a complication again. She looks up at you and she says, "You really want to know what it's like being a PA?" Yeah, that's what I that's what I asked you for. You don't get your weekends. You don't get your evenings. In fact, you don't really get a life at all. You are at your employer's beck and call, uh, whether she wants sushi at 1am in a sleepy seaside town, uh, or she wants, you know, you to fetch her, buy her things from Savile Row. What she wants, she gets. You even have to deal with the listening to the awful phone messages from her oversexed uh, students when they inevitably put the wrong fucking number into their phone and end up leaving the message on my answering phone. So, uh, yeah, being a PA is excellent. I definitely recommend it. You seem just about the type. Uh, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. Um, now, if you wouldn't mind... Yeah, no, you, I've you still seem got, pretty, like, pretty busy. I'll let you, I'll let yeah, you go. I am pretty busy. Yeah, I hope that helped. Yeah, it really helped. Good Thank luck you. at the jobs fair. <laughs> Cheers. See you later. Bye. See ya. Bye. <sighs> So the clue I got there was that um, s- sexy messages from students. Yeah, she's from having Finn, an affair right? with presumably Finn. Yeah, presumably mm. he's handsome and a young up-and-coming he artist. He needs to get his paintbrush wet. But I mean, <laughs> two two possible motives there: Cherry being uh, really mm-hmm. resentful of all the things Melinda has, and also Henry if he knew about his wife's infidelity. That's true. Or Cherry being in lesbians with uh with Melinda. Or, or, yeah, in lesbians. Or Finn, Finn being <laughs> mad that he was kind of being um used. Yeah, or she broke off yeah. the affair or rejected him. Yeah. yeah, it could be there's loads of motives in there. I fucking pulled out a shit ton of motives from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well this is the joy is that we get to choose which one we want when we decide to yeah, theorize. It was the doorman. the butler did it the butler did it uh i'm going to say though that the complication of that is that just as you break away from cherry you do see finn heading out through the back doors uh into the staff Uh area is it night time yet (laughs) one brain cell cell. (laughs) it is not this is still well mm, interesting I guess I think anything you do in the main space surrounded by everyone else, you could probably consider a day move because this is a safe, well-lit space. But we are still, this is an evening event. And back there in the uh, staff quarters, it is a lot quieter. So could I consider a night time? I would. I think uh, as long as from now on, and there's also a dead body back there, as long as from now on, anything anyone does in that back area will be considered a night. It's a nighttime situation. Nighttime in the back, daytime in the front. But what did Fairley say to (laughs) us as we broke off? Don't follow anyone into uh, rooms. 
It's up to you. I'm not forcing you to do anything. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm. 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 Well, because I've got the nighttime scenario thingy. Um, but before I go, I am actually going to just um indicate to um fairly where I'm going. So sort of like get her attention from across the room. Fairly, fairly, love, love, dearest, old, old woman, hurry over. I'm just, I'm just. With my little I've just notebook. seen a suspicious character, you know, Finn. I've heard some suspicious things. Oh, yes, about the rude yeah, young, man. young man. I've seen him go into the back. I'm just gonna pop in there, just so you know. If like, just keep an ear out. Like, I'll I'll scream if anything bad happens. Yeah. I'll send in the search party if you're not back after right. ten minutes. Perfect. Love you. Bye. Give her a little kiss on the cheek. <laughs> and someone walks past and goes, "What lovely friends they are." <laughs> Just so nice to see older like, female friendships, you know, platonically. Keep friends going. So good you've got each other. <laughs> um, as friends, platonically. <laughs> um, okay, you're going to head towards the back of the gallery and just quietly slip in uh, into the staff quarters. All the doors are currently shut, the three doors along this corridor. Uh, where do you want to go? Okay, I'm going to... Can I like see if I can hear any where where he might be because then he's shuffling uh, noises. You sure you don't want to go in the bathroom like I did? <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe I can like knock on the bathroom door. Does it say bathroom on uh, the outside? Can I tell it's a bathroom? Uh, yeah, it, it's got a little um, it's got a little WC written on the outside. Ah, okay, I'll knock on the bathroom door. And from inside, you hear one minute. Okay, good. Ma- wait, Melinda, is that you? No, it's me, love. I'm just looking for the bathroom. I just, oh, uh, I've, got, uh, I've got a terrible bladder in my old age, you know, like... There's public toilets I just, outside. I don't think I'm going to make it over there, you know, I think it's, I, I, I walk quite slow, so, oh. like, if I try and, uh, you know, I can hold it if I stand here and wait, you know oh, what I mean? Uh, wait, wait, one sec, you hear a, you hear a flush, and then um, uh, the door opens, and he's like, geez, uh, go on then, uh... And he sort of gives you a bit of a look. He's, you know, this you know to be the guy called uh, Finn. He is tall, tanned, handsome, slick back black hair, a tight white shirt and um, black suit trousers. He doesn't appear to have brought a jacket or tie or if he has, he's not wearing them. And he sort of looks at you and says, uh, you don't happen to have seen Melinda, do you? Miss um, Hill. It's okay, don't worry about it. I'll find her. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set a stop and go, no, look, love, I, look. I just want to. I just want to give you some sage advice for the future. I thought you were desperate to piss. No, I, I'm desperate to piss, but there's always time for sage advice, you know. Okay. Um, but I can hold it as I'm standing still. If I moved too much, I probably would would release it. I don't. But please don't tell me it's anymore. All, I won't give you details, love. I'm. I'm very. I'm very. You know. I'm a okay. lazy. I'm not going to tell you that. Okay. Anyway, look. My sage advice to you is to watch out with who you give your love to. You know, because. She's 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 a lovely lady and she's very good looking, but you know I get the feeling that you're like, you know, you're hanging on to something that's not really yours. I'm you sorry, I mean? I've no idea what you're talking about. Sorry, what are you? Uh, and I'm gonna ask you to roll um, the night move because you're um, you're uh, bringing up something that if it were or were not true, I cannot confirm either way because I do not know. Oh, it's true. <laughs> you're bringing it up uh, something that would you're making implications that might perhaps be uncomfortable unseemly so it would be three would it be wait is it three I'm confused what's night move so uh, <laughs> no it's two so the night move is when you do something risky or face something you fear right. you have to tell me what you think would happen um, if you fail and I tell you how it'd be worse if you do fail it's worse than you fear if you do fail because it's night time 
Um, so if you want I, to truly have this conversation where you try and hold him, uh, hold him for a second and uh, convince him to not go looking for Melinda because you know that I'm not. I'm not convincing him to not go affair. looking. I'm trying to figure out if he is having an affair with him. Oh, okay. Like that, so you want to I'm, be? Med- are you trying of, to meddle I'm, instead? Yeah, I'm meddling in a way that's sort of like. Hmm. If I say to him, don't go after someone, okay. do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to sure. get it out of him sure, that sure. he's... Is that still, that's still okay. a night move though, right? So All right, yeah, no, let's do it as a meddling move instead then no. if you're trying to search for a... Um, we for a also clue. know he won't find Melinda. Yeah, he won't find... Of, I, I'm not trying to stop yeah. him from... Yeah. Delicate I'm not trying to stop him from searching for her. All I'm trying to do is figure out if I'm right about the fact that I think he's having an affair with her. Sure, sure. Roll, roll, roll meddling then, please. So that's plus two and it'll be uh, presence again. That is a, a seven. So six. Okay, one. that's just about a success then. My list of clues. So this will be your fourth clue already. Fucking efficient. So this is a challenge five rating mystery. That means as soon as you get five clues, you will be able to theorise with no negative bon- negative bonuses. No um, penalties. Negative <laughs> penalties. Thank you. No penalties to the roll. Okay, but we can try and theorise once we've reached at least half of the mystery's complexity rounded up. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, from this point you can um, you can theorise at any point because you've already got three. Okay, cool. Okay, I'm going to say you, as you stop him and grip his arm for a second, you get in a, just a little bit closer than you probably would have otherwise and you get you've got a you've got a good nose from all those years of cooking you've got a very well honed nose mm-hmm. and i'm going to say you suddenly get a little whiff of a perfume that you distinctly smelt as you passed melinda so i'm like yeah yeah mm-hmm. he fucking her. but as also as you say that he shakes your arm off him and sort of you suddenly realize that he's a good foot taller than you probably or at least a full head mm-hmm. he says sorry excuse me who's been saying that I, I just inferred it from the way you were desperately trying to find her. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'll have you know that I'm a dedicated artist and Melinda is helping me discover my art. She's an incredible tutor and our relationship is strictly professional. So, And he puts a finger on your chest and just pushes you back slightly and you suddenly become quite aware of how much stronger he is than you. He says, and I would appreciate it if you kept your little theories and advice to yourself. I'm going to give you the condition rattled. Rattled. You are suddenly quite aware of your own, uh, you know, you're an older lady. Um, so I think anything that it does involve vitality, you're going to roll with a disadvantage. Okay. Yeah. Just because you no longer have confidence in your own, uh, you just be, you've been made a little bit aware of I've been too, I've, your own I've been physical too weakness. Yeah. <laughs> so you got another clue. A bit more of a straightforward clue. I didn't make that one too... Uh, <laughs> Two mixed messages, but you never know. <laughs> well, listen, you didn't definitively say, yeah, they've been fucking. He just smells no. like her perfume. That could mean he they does. fucked her. It could mean he strangled her, you know? True. Uh, Grace, what are you up to? What am I up to? Well, I am shaken. Shaken, you I'm probably going to have uh, come back in and met back up with Fairly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and be like, well, the guest list was a bust turns out that butler doesn't have as fun memories as i do as him so i'm not fine darling school is a hard time for many young people i'm sure it wasn't you i'm sure it was 
the environment or the memories of a of a time that he didn't enjoy so much. I know you've seen plenty of those poor children who didn't have enough friends or weren't as good as they would have liked to be at their subject. Well, and he's certainly good at his job. I can say that for him now, at least. Well, in that case... He is tall and he wears a suit. <laughs> well then, listen. We may not have got what we needed, but you can be proud of him as a person in his morals and his strength of character, which you helped to shape. Mm. Another rules uh, reminder I'll give you here is that at any point, if two mavens together indulge in a cosy activity, one of your specific cosy activities that each of you has, uh, fairly her gin brewing, <laughs> Anita her cooking, and Grace her love of birds, the person whose cosy activity it is can clear a condition. So if you ever do want to do that, you can, as long as you can sort of within, you know... Look at this painting of birds and tell exactly. me all about them, Grace. <laughs> exactly. If you ever wanted to do that, then for just it doesn't have to be right now, but that's just a reminder for um, something you can do if you do want to clear conditions. I think you two are having be, a nice interaction. It would, be, it would be lovely to do that, but I feel like Melinda's paintings of birds would be so yeah, absolutely awful mm-hmm. yeah. that mm-hmm. I couldn't get any enjoyment from them. But yeah, we could not. always drink some gin if you want to clear mm-hmm. a condition. I think I have to distill the gin. I don't think drinking <laughs> the think, gin is you know, the correct thing. You know, I'd let you, if you two shared it and took a moment to enjoy the particular like, gin that you've created or to like I, just you know indulge you in I'll your mo- a, a moment of your... I, yeah. I do like a... A gin metaphor, <laughs> somehow, uh, and I would say, you know, um, get out my little thermos. And um, what kind of gin did I say this was? I think you said slow gin. Okay. But, yeah, it was slow. But you could add anything else to that that you want. Um, you know, I'll, I'll get out the. Oh, but this isn't helping. <laughs> this is just helping me. Yeah, it would help clear you your yeah, condition. condition. Okay. Okay. I'll well, look at a bird at some point. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll do a little gin metaphor and be like, I didn't grow this fruit myself. And when I got it, it was perhaps not the, the best of the, uh, of the crop. But the love and care I put into it still came out with something in the end. It was very much worth having, regardless of how it got that way. And I'll give uh, give Grace a little pour some out into the lid of the thermos. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. It's one of those ones with like a little, you know, that it's like a little plastic cup on top. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Okay. A little cheers. Take a little okay. sip myself. Oh, very nice. You may clear your condition. Thanks. This gin is just what I need to stop thinking about severed legs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's this, probably a more this pressing thing. Covered than... gin, yes. <laughs> Trying yeah. to think about viscous well, red about... substance. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> enough about me. Did, I don't suppose you uncovered anything by talking to Candice, did you? Linton, as it turns out, was seen having some strong words with Andrea Glover, who runs the gallery over in, you know, the other town. I think I think she's here tonight. Yes, yes, they were seen tonight having those strong words. <gasps> Uh, and then uh, disappeared, both of them, for a while, from what I could tell from Candice. Um, perhaps... Hmm. Is there, Jen, mm-hmm. at this event, a photographer? Oh, I don't see why not. Yeah, I think there would be a photographer. Perhaps. It's that or there's going to be someone doing instant paintings, isn't it? So. <laughs> yeah. Or both. Um, Caricatures. Uh, yeah, there is a photographer. Perhaps. 
perhaps have seen a photographer wandering around, taking a few snapshots. Perhaps we could ask to see his work and see if we can see when uh, when anyone disappeared. We must know approximately the time window that we're looking at, given how uh, short the time was between us seeing Melinda on the mezzanine and then finding her body. Perhaps we can take a look at some of those photographs and see if there's anything we can spot in them. Ooh, that is smart. I've watched um, so many murder mysteries. It's extremely smart. <laughs> Yeah. Um, can, can we set a time frame? Say it was like 15 minutes, like it was quarter to eight or something, Jennifer? Oh, keeper. me? Yeah. Uh, How long yeah, was it? I'm not going to give you anything too specific because this game, it doesn't work in specifics. But yeah, you've got a rough, fr- you know that there was a good 15, 20 minutes maybe that you, you think you remember between seeing Melinda on the balk- the mezzanine and you discovering her body. Okay, so it was a, it's a relatively contained time frame. Yeah, it's not all evening. You've only yeah. been there for an, um, for an hour or so. Okay. Um, At this point, um, Anita's going to exit the the staff area having mm-hmm. completed her wee she did actually need a wee she did go um, okay. <laughs> obviously obviously uh, yeah. she, she wee. might as well while she was there she was rattled after all so she needed a wee after that yeah. um yeah. <laughs> and she'll she'll come back uh to you guys and just say um well i think i've gathered some quite interesting clues there mm, so too. here's the thing cherry was saying about um, uh, students calling, wanting sex. I think that was vaguely what it was, anyway. Um, <laughs> and so apparently, uh, Melinda, Melinda's been diddling their students. But then I ran into Finn Conley backstage, back, you know, oh, back yes, in the, the rude in young the, man. Yes, yes, rude young man. And he was in the bathroom, and he came out of the bathroom, and I asked him. I said, "Well, you know, uh, are you?" Di- I, I, in so many words, I asked him if he was diddling M- Melinda, and he was very adamant he wasn't. But then he leaned in, and he was being quite threatening, actually. But I smelt a hint of Melinda's perfume, and now I recognise that perfume because it's uh, Chanel Number no. One. It's very clear. No one else here wears that wears that perfume because it's quite expensive. So, like, most of these people are wearing, like, you know, um, Marc Jacobs and shit. So, but I smelt that perfume on him, and I thought, he's not the one to wear Chanel number one. You know, he seems a bit, like, rough and ready. Like, I think he wears, like, um, Hugo Boss or something. Axe body spray. (laughs) Axe body spray. Um, So I smelt that on him, and I thought, well, that's unusual. So either he's been diddling her, and, you know, that's a motive for all, all manner of people, or he killed her, and he got some of it on him. That's all mm. I'm saying. Anyway, these are the clues no. I've gotten thus far. We were just discussing Linton's rather intense conversation with Andrea Glover, rival gallery owner. Um, I suggest we go and find the photographer, take a look at the photographs and see if we can find anything. Sounds like a great idea. Um, at that moment, the um, photographer um, does walk past you and uh, his gaze sort of glances across you because... We're not young and beautiful. You are not young and beautiful um, or important. Or rich, um, so I mean, uh, could actually, be, <laughs> could be, yeah, not visibly. Uh, <laughs> That's how they and, get you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he sort of continues on, um, past, oh, but he's just walked past you. Excuse me, uh, sir. Over me? here. Yes, yes. The young man with the camera. Yep, sure. I can take your picture. Um, oh, no. And he lines it up. No. Oh, no. Actually, I think I'd quite like this one picture of us. That'd be nice. Okay, well, the one and then we'll talk to you in a minute, okay? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, just scooching together? Yep. 
click. And I, uh, eat, uh, yep, lovely. That'll put do. my arms around Anita. <laughs> and Anita's just um, moving her legs, you know, in that way that uh, old, older ladies do, so that it makes them look slimmer in the figure. Like Slim one foot is in front of the other, and she's just <laughs> yeah, like, the little pose. she knows exactly what she's doing. She knows her best yeah. side. She's sure. like immediately into that pose. <laughs> Uh, I know. Um, I noticed you doing your job and see. Um, uh, we're well. <laughs> it's going to be my friend here's I gesture at Grace's seventieth uh, birthday. Uh, not far off. Anyway, we were planning on making a bit of a big event of it, and we would be looking for a photographer. I was wondering mm. if we could maybe just see some of your work from this evening. Take a look at those well, photos. Well, uh, these aren't. Um edited yet so that i mean editing makes a whole lot of difference oh i'm um, sure but, but you know i think there's different kinds of photographers of, of, it's the kind of pictures that you've taken rather than the finished result that I'm really interested in yeah we want to see what kind of vibe you bring through with your um <laughs> photography you know see if it's the right vibe for a 70th uh, birthday okay if you're are you both getting in on this um encouragement i'll have one of you roll who wants to roll i think i think um yeah. Can I? Fairly so much of the work, I feel like. Do you think I could offer him some gin? Would that count as using something from my cozy little place? Mm. If I kind of... To get an advantage. Yeah, to just kind of make it a bit more of like a thing. I'm like, oh. oh, you must have been working very long and I bet they don't let you have that champagne here. I've got some lovely rosemary gin that I've been Cup saving. of tea. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. Um, yeah. Okay. Fine. I'll let you have bribe. But you want now you've bribed someone with Jim. You can never bribe someone with gin again. Sure. Yeah. So uh, okay. He will never in my um, life will I ever bribe <laughs> anyone with gin ever again. Apart um, from next you can Tuesday. still have gin on your person oh, for yeah. story. I just can't use you it. Can't yeah, use to it get, to get advantage. advantage yeah. Yeah. So you may roll three d six. Yes, meddling plus. Yeah, it's going to be presence again. Uh oh. So take the two highest ones. Is it one? Yeah. Um. Maybe I'll also take a crown. Maybe I'll put on a crown. <laughs> okay. Cool. Oh shit. To take it up to <laughs> a mixed success. What could you possibly success. roll? <laughs> Fuck me. Great. What did you roll? I rolled a five total. Wow. I rolled two twos and a one on those three dice. Yeah, that sucks. So will you be putting on a crown of the queen? We'll we'll come back to that. Do you want to actually? Do you want to narrate your scene now? Your flashback now? Sure. Or do you want to do it before the end? Um, I think it's good to, to have them as uh, yeah, little can, vignettes. Yeah, I okay. can do a little vignette All right. Now. So, the crowns. The crowns are mechanics that let you um, boost any roll up one level. And there are two types of crown. I suspect you will be putting on a crown of the queen. I mean, this early in the game, that feels yes, yeah, I think so. more sensible. As much as I, I, I'm quite looking forward to narrating how dark entities suddenly revealed themselves in in my scenes, but mm-hmm. <laughs> so you have you put on a crown of the queen, and once it's on, it cannot come off. A lot of these are uh, child focused, by the way. Oh, okay. But you can, we, can sub we it out for some. Uh, yeah, you can sub it out the de- for definition someone of child to a young person that I was close with. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, you can also, it says, sub out children for pets. <laughs> <laughs> Interchangeable. Um, Showing how so I was an you... imperfect cat mother. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you're going to give us a flashback to a point in Fairley's life, either a pos- positive or a negative, slightly more negative memory, um, but just a little flashback, a little vignette into um, Fairley's past. 
in exchange for bunch, bumping this up to a mixed success. Yeah, I know. Oh. I'm trying to find a thematic, something that will thematically be relevant as if I've just been reminded of something rather than just something random. Mm. And so I think I'm going to do a flashback showing how I was an imperfect daughter. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a flashback to Fairley's younger days. She's always been very strong-willed woman who knew her mind and when she was still working was often maybe a bit too invested in her work, spent a bit too much time Mm. working rather than spending time with those she loved. And I think she's thinking about another 70th birthday party, looking slightly harried, leaving for work and her husband uh, just saying to her, Remember, you've got to be home by by eight. That's when it starts. She's like, oh, listen, I I know I'll do I'll do my best. Um, you know what it's like that we've got this audit going on. Oh, listen, what can I do? It's just a birthday party. She'll have plenty more. Um, and her husband just kind of not arguing with her, but clearly mm. a bit, you know, not too happy with that. And then uh, skip to the evening where. How sad should I make this? As sad as you are. Staying too late uh, to finish off paperwork that at the time seemed awfully important Mm. and eventually making it back to the little community hall that in the day was often used for parties or gatherings and finding it oddly quiet and coming in and, and finding just a few people sitting around not sure what was going on and hearing that her mother had had a heart attack and was was kind of been taken to the hospital and realising that her mother had been there and scared and it had been her husband who'd had to go get into an ambulance with her, take her to the hospital. She'd managed to go and see her mother in the hospital before she passed away, but it was like a horrible realisation of realising what ought to be important versus what had been important. And a, a 70th birthday party with a very different uh, kind of vibe to the one that they're imagining right now mm-hmm. together. No, oh, thank you. That was very you're sad. Welcome. sad. Yeah. Now you're wearing a crown. And you get my brow mixed. Crown. Success. Yeah. All that just <laughs> did not outright fail. Jesus. Um, I'm going to say you. He passes you the camera, and he says, "You know what? Actually, I could do with this. Um, so just don't don't drop it." And he puts the 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 neck strap around your neck, hands you the camera, and says, "Go on." Um, uh, I've, I do honestly, I do great work. I've done plenty of parties. I can send you. I'll send you my um, website. I'm gonna have to actually oh, hire a have a look. I've got to, yeah, Kevin will be able to show me your website. Yes, great. Yes. Um, and got, he goes off and drinks. He's got his... one of those phones. She's still just talking as he's like <laughs> off the happy. He's got one of those yeah. phones where you can get the internet inside the phone. <laughs> uh, and you're going to flip through the photos mm-hmm. and you start heading back and you can see the timestamps on them and you see a period between uh, around the time period we are looking at that you have the window between seeing Melinda and finding her dead. You notice a distinct lack of Melinda, of Linton Barclay and of Andrea Glover. All three are missing from the photos. And then you keep, skip back and you pause for a second and then you look down again and you could swear that there's someone in the back of that photo who wasn't there a second ago. And you hold the camera a little bit closer 
And this person's standing there and they're, how did you not notice them earlier? Because they're dressed all in white and they're wearing a mask, like a white mask. Looks maybe stone with a very slight smile to it. And they seem to be looking right at the camera. And you flick to the next photo and they're there in the background of that one as well. And then you flick to another and it must have been taken on the other side of the room only a minute or so later. They're standing in the back of that one as well. And you are shaken but not terrified this is strange mm-hmm. unless you are terrified in which case i'm no i again, think but... i find this <laughs> yeah. i think she finds this much less scary than something she could see with her own eyes because she doesn't mm-hmm. understand technology and sure. to her that's very much like how odd but mm-hmm. like it must be because she's still thinking of like a photograph that has film she's like it must be like a, a ghost on the film or you know like an sure. over a double exposure or something mm-hmm. she doesn't know how a digital camera works yeah. so it's unsettling but she's not like but oh not my scared. god she's just yeah. like oh how strange so um that, that's your second void clue as Gosh. in it's just another sign it's another sign Sally's getting a lot of uh, a lot of void. Who are they? I'm just open to the void. What can I say? Mm-hmm. Um, you hand the camera back, and you have your fifth clue. Open okay. to your void. Do I? Uh, I take a condition, presumably, from that. Mm-mm. No, the the consequence was just revealing the void. Okay, clue. cool. And if you're not scared by it, then that's fine. Oh, okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. cool. Um, oh, yeah, what wonderful work. Oh, lovely. So you you now have five clues and that matches the challenge rating of this mystery. Now you have reached the number of um, clues you can attempt to, you could attempt to theorize at any point once you've got half the number of clues. But in this occasion, you have a full five. That means you will not take any disadvantage on the roll or any uh, penalty to the roll. So now is your chance to have an open freewheeling discussion about the solution to a mystery, uh, to the mystery. So once you have a theory, you tell it to me, and then you're going to roll 2d6. If you can incorporate all five of those clues, you get no penalties to the roll. And that's it. We will see whether you're correct. So what's your theory, uh, Bex? I think that Melinda and Finn, first off, they've been having an affair, mm-hmm. uh, as evidenced by the uh, the perfume and the... And the- But I think this affair was born not only from kind of romantic intimacy, but the intimacy of a secret, secret business that they were undertaking together. Namely, that Melinda both feels that she has outgrown this gallery and that with Finn's art together, they could Mm. have a much bigger gallery that's not just, you know, this kind of small space that is dedicated to them. Linton has been having trouble with his business, as uh, Candace told us. Uh, He's been struggling. And so I believe that they were working together to try and build their own gallery, which they wanted Andrea uh, from the other gallery to run for them rather than Linton. Um, And I think that uh, Linton, upon finding this out, confronted Andrea, who... Uh, told him that you know who was like oh, none of your business mate. Like, what does it what does it matter anyway because it's not going to happen it's got it's been rejected linton then um confronted melinda about having done it um and she kind of threw in his face that uh he just wasn't a successful enough gallery owner and regardless of the building application she would be like going somewhere else to have her own gallery where you know she that she could own 
and have her own, like, get more of a cut. Um, he hid the building, the failed building application uh, in the desk after he took it off her body so that he, like, couldn't, like, it couldn't be linked to her. I believe that's all the clues. Yeah. Yeah, I, I believe so too. So you had Andrea and Linton both being absent during the period. So, yeah, you've got... yeah. Them not being around. Um, you've got the um, it was yeah the um, the sexy messages on the phone, the the smell of her perfume, the building application, and the Andrea and Linton having yeah. a discussion, a heated discussion on the mm-hmm. balcony. Yeah. Any other theories uh, or ca- counter argument? The butler did it, <laughs> <laughs> and then the butler and did then, it anyway. And then Linton was like, "Hey, butler, you're such a good doorman. Could you do a murder, please? Could you do butler. a murder for me? Blocks. Yeah, that'll make Grace feel better. Um. About- <laughs> he was a murderer all along. Well, he was a killer. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. He was rude to me. It was either <laughs> that or." Uh, Linton was using Finn to keep Melinda distracted. Like he used Finn as a kind of honey mm. trap to keep Melinda distracted because he was trying to redevelop the gallery, mm. possibly cutting her out of a business deal. But I couldn't I think, work out. I how think the first one was better. I like yeah. theory one. I like theory one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm into that. Wow. Happy to happy to go with that, was that great, one. It was very beautiful. I, Stunningly told. Right. Who wants to roll? Well, I, I, Any of you can I, do it. I, well, actually, all it takes is two d six. I don't know whether we want to trust Bex's dice on this, honestly. Maybe they've rolled out their bad move. I've rolled well before that. Maybe. Yeah. Um, the other effect is, um, the only other thing is, if you do roll poorly, you can bump it up a level if you all take a crown. Okay. Just so you know. Interesting just to know. Okay. Interesting to know. Yeah. What happens okay. if we just straight up fail? There are just consequences to our failure. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I will it. roll if you guys want me to. Yeah, I would like you to roll. Okay. Eight. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's a good one. It's a good one. Okay. I'll do the job. I'll do the so job. So you reckon Linton did it? Yes. Yes. That bitch. Not that it, I'm biased. It, it, yeah, <laughs> it is just occurring to me that you have got a vested interest in Linton having done this. Mm-hmm. Well, she was correct. <laughs> good old, uh, good old Fairly was correct. Okay, on a seven to nine, this is the correct solution. <laughs> but time, there is an unwanted complication. Oh. Either to the solution itself or uh, a you have a complicated or dangerous opportunity to take down the culprit mm. or save the day. Don't make me face the emotional consequences of my actions. No. <laughs> um, I guess I think, I don't know how this sounds to you, but I think the consequences might be some rather public humiliation for some people who are actually quite like nice. Like Candice, for example. Like Candice. Yeah. 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 If that sounds um, yeah. yeah, I mean it sucks, but also you got to put a murderer behind bars, you know. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you have your theory. You have your evidence. No one even knows that anyone is dead yet. Do we Poirot style get everyone together? Is that what's happening here? Sure. Yeah. How? No one knows she's dead yet. We we could just go up and make an announcement until you tell someone. I'm not allowed to make anyone know that she's dead yet. <laughs> Okay, yeah, let's let's do a mezzanine uh, announcement. Yeah, should we grab a champagne glass oh, and uh, do it? Yeah, oh my gosh, we do it dramatically <gasps> from the mezzanine and do like a ting ting yeah. ting ting ting. Yeah, let's do I that. love this game. Do it. <laughs> I love to be a dramatic murder mystery bitch. I am also yes. thoroughly enjoying okay. this game. I'm not gonna lie to you. Oh fuck yeah! Superb. Take your take your champagne glass, and all three of you t- pick up a champagne glass. 
head up the stairs. Someone swipes a small spoon off a tray that's going past with um, little more, more sausage rolls on it. it seems to be a lot of Why sausage is there roll a heavy spoon party. On the you eat with a spoon. Oh, maybe it's, no, it's, it's little mooses. It's, it's little, yeah, it's, it's little, it's, um, it's little salmon mousses that are oh. super pink. Just eat and one and then tiny use the spoon. spoons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm imagining them kind of served on like a little spoon. Yeah, like a little amuse bouche on a spoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, what you mean. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Little yeah. bits of um, raw beef, little swirls, you know, carpaccio. Mm-hmm. Little raw beef. Um, I'll play havoc with my digestion later. <laughs> you make it up onto the balcony and you ding, 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 ding on the glass. And as it always does, the room falls silent and people turn to look up at you. Who wants to speak? Who's who's going who's gonna to make Go a on. speech? Oh, I'm great. You're about to as, say a yeah, thing. As a teacher, oh, I... Yeah, from, conjure up that teacher. Art lovers in the audience, we <laughs> have an announcement to make speech it is with a heavy heart that we must announce that melinda hill has been murdered <gasps> what what <laughs> and then you hear a couple of people just like laughing like it's a, it must be a joke <laughs> Ooh, awkward they're gonna feel awkward Ooh. later <laughs> shut up graham <laughs> she's clearly dead for real fucking graham he always does this. Fucking great. <laughs> Inappropriate. What do you mean? Many of you have come here today to celebrate the work of Melinda Hill. And many of you, her friends, her colleagues, even her, her husband, even lovers. <laughs> they are separate things. They are separate <laughs> things. Or maybe the same. Henry, Henry was cooked. <laughs> only one person was responsible for her death and that person is with us tonight <gasps> they're old they must be telling the truth listen to them listen to them um, i feel like we've explained the whole thing i don't want to actually yeah. go through and explain yeah. the whole thing no, you you don't don't it feels to, like it would be boring to. to listen to exactly I, just make it a dramatic we will point then and like... we will then go through and miss marple style explain mm-hmm. all the individual clues and helpfully occasionally someone will ask a question and we'll be like oh, oh an see, interesting question the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the building permit came into play <laughs> which um, i would dramatically pull from my back <laughs> Yeah, superb. Um, but who did it? We're on tenterhooks. Uh, and I will I will take up the mantle at this point and I'll say, <laughs> now, I know this seems like it wasn't going anywhere. I know we seem like we might have been rambling a bit. But the truth is, it was Linton Berkeley who did it. <gasps> oh. And you, you hear a single glass smash as poor Candace, who is standing behind you on the balcony, her, which goes completely pale. And drops her her champagne flute. Oh God, sorry, Candace. She goes, Linton. Sorry, love. No, no, this can't be true, Linton. No, darling, you couldn't have. Please tell me it's not true. And um, you can see he's he's like he's been like a flush has been growing under his shirt, and at this point, it's reached his face. If you turned and pointed at him, and he uh, he says, "It wasn't, it wasn't me. I, she." Well, I'm a good businessman and that bitch had it coming. <laughs> and then he breaks for the door. 
Butler. Um, Butler. Butler. <laughs> Stop that man. Butler didn't do it. And yeah, he, whilst the crowd um, sort of parts in shock and you think he's about to make it out of those front doors, a tall, well-built young gentleman wearing his, uh, his professional suit steps forward and says, I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to stop you there. And I am uh, doing my job. Him, <laughs> I am doing my job, Miss Tamblin. <laughs> and rugby tackles Oddly the guy to the floor. looking directly into your eyes. <laughs> you don't need maths for this, do you? Do you? Oh my God. <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep him in mind for the next suspect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm working through some stuff. Um... And he tackles him to the floor. And our mystery has been solved. For this session. Well, what a party. What an event that was. Um, what a show. Do you all just head on home that evening? I think. I mean, you promise. know, it's not your first rodeo, is it? So definitely take the time to go and speak to Candace. <laughs> okay. And just say to her, I, um, I learned a very long time ago that people aren't always who they seem. And I'm only sorry that you had to learn this way and so late. Yeah, you'd be better off without them, love. She's composed, stoic, but completely white. And she looks devastated. You can see there is a deep loss in her eyes. <sighs> Thank you for your words. I, I appreciate that. My um, door is always open, Candice. It always has been for you. Thank you. You are a valiant member of the community. Well... I must go speak to the police now. Of mm. course. Um, excuse me, please. And uh, she leaves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> you just destroyed her life. Don't worry about it. Um, uh, but, well, kind of um, he did, really. So it's not your fault. But it was a bit of a public. Uh, um, yeah. Yeah. These things always are in murder mysteries. And we've you read too to. many of them. Yeah, you have to. You simply mm -hmm. must. We absolutely could yeah. have just phoned the police, but we did not. That wouldn't they be dramatic. They would have done it. They wouldn't have got it done. Um, <laughs> I would like to uh, talk to Richard Berryman and say, "Oh, okay. I'm sorry we never got to you in this mystery." <laughs> oh, oh, don't worry about it. There are a couple of people you didn't have a conversation with, including Alan Cromie. Yeah. Well, have a good day. Uh, you too. I didn't kill anyone <laughs> <laughs> yet. Finally, I would like to, before we go, I'm um, arm in arm with Anita. Go and find Georgie. George, if she's still here. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, George is. Um, she's in one of the toilet cubicles. Is she crying? Smoking. Oh, she's smoking. She's smoking. George. <laughs> oh, I know. I said I would quit. But well, listen. I know that it wasn't the evening that you might have wanted, but... She is dead, at least. That's right. She is. Yeah. Yes. Well, um, just desserts and all that. What I actually came here to say, quite apart <laughs> from that, was that whilst I may not have seen it hanging in the gallery, I should be very interested in purchasing your watercolour. Should it come on the market, I have a lovely space just above the dining room table that's been waiting for a beautiful piece of art. She holds a piece of toilet roll to her face. <laughs> it's like one ply. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. I'll bring it to next book club. You do that. I'm excited to see you. Thank you. Thank you. You're good friends. Yeah. Now just remember... Just close the door. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm good. Don't set off the fire alarms. <laughs> it's okay. I, I took the battery out. Oh, well done. Oh. Jolly well done. <laughs> Uh, so we pull out. Evening has now set. There is some noise and hullabaloo of the lights of sirens as the police do turn up once they are finally have learned of a dead body um, around the gallery. Um, I feel like they know us that, really well, right? We walk past and they're like, oh God, it's those guys done it again. <laughs> yeah, they see you leaving. And um, yeah, you can uh, see them rolling their eyes and, um, you know, you hear someone mumbling about fucking messed up my crime scene but um you uh head home do you go to your individual houses respective homes yeah no we'll probably go for a nightcap yeah we'll take a nightcap hey, you can all come back to my house lovely yeah, the only logical place for a nightcap is fairly's house love, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i'm probably house. staying over at fairly's house on this on this occasion yeah we take turns um, yeah. depending mm. on what 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 events we're doing or what's going nice. on yeah. um okay so uh you have your nightcap you sit in the lounge you're having a lovely time you drink a couple of gins you sample a few not too many you you know you want to sleep well you've got a party I, I tomorrow put on of course, a, i to... put on a meat plate um yeah meat plate uh, lovely uh, which is my cozy activity therefore can i please take the condition off <gasps> sneakily in the last oh, five yes. minutes probably yes you may <laughs> yes nice. you may take that condition away Beautiful. I know what I'm doing. And <laughs> as uh, the evening winds down, Grace heads off towards your bungalow. I imagine in a taxi this time. You're not crossing the uh, town. I think. I think we probably insisted and called yeah. the taxi. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's so much pushback. Like it I is late at night. You have had some no, gin. No, it's only twenty minutes. Just think of the guilt I would feel if you fell over and broke both your hips and lay there until but morning. Night Look, air just will do make me good. sure you I'll get the alcohol. Just, just take the well, taxi and text us when you get home. All right. Once, oh. once text Anita. You know I don't understand the phone that she got me, but. <laughs> Once you get home in the taxi, you can take a nice bracing walk around your lovely garden. Get your night air there, please. It's been a worrying night and I should like to know that my friends are safe. Yeah, you get home safe, love. <sighs> if you insist. Do. Lovely. Grace, you get home. Fine. You find your little cottage bungalow by the sea, quiet as you left it. Anita, you head upstairs to your large i'd say king bed that you probably share handmade wooden frame yeah made by your dead husband yeah yep. <laughs> he'd be happy for you yeah. he's happy you're happy and uh fairly you uh you go to just do a last check and make sure the front door is locked you step outside for a second one last breath of night air and you turn to head back inside and you feel a hand on your wrist and you look over your shoulder and there is a figure stood its face shrouded in darkness by a hood pulled high, and from within it, you hear a voice. The hour is approaching. She will rise and feast again. Do not attempt to stop this. And waves of fetid breath spill forth like rotting meat across your face. And you gag and choke, and as you bend over for a second trying to hold back the vomit, you look up and the figure is gone. Roll one last composure for me. Seven. A seven. Okay. You just about hold it together. But I am going to give you the condition. Um, you're going to be afraid of walking around in the dark on your own. Mm, okay. Oh. For the time being. But you head back inside and you go to bed. Yeah, I probably don't tell Anita about it partially mm. because I feel like she's already half asleep. Um, but also I'm a bit worried that I'm going crazy. Mm hmm. 
and we pull back out above the rooftops of Bovril and the camera Bovril. fades. Bovril. 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 Across Bovril. the above the roofs of the town. And the camera fades out on that scene. And for a second, it seems like that's it for the evening. But when the light reappears, we are somewhere else. We see a jagged rock surrounded by grey seawater. A naked man is strapped to the rock. In the distance, a storm rages against the black night sky. But for the dozen metres surrounding the man, the sea is still. A boat floats in the water before him. In it stand eight figures, each cloaked in white and wearing a smooth white stone mask. The figures begin to chant, their voices mixing and melding with the sound of the sea. The man's whimpering, begging to be let go, but those stone faces stare back with gentle smiles. As the chanting reaches a crescendo, there's a flash of lightning followed by a swift crack of thunder and we see a large bird has landed on the rock just next to the man's head. He looks up in horror as the bird reaches down and pecks out his right eye, leaving behind a bloody hollow socket. The man's screams mix with the thunder as more birds descend and begin to stab rapidly at his flesh, each beak a blunt knife that twists and tears and splits and renders. His legs and arms smash violently against the bonds as he attempts to throw the birds off, until an osprey lands and splits his stomach open with a talon and his guts spill forth like boiling water from an overflowing pan and his legs shiver once more and then are still. Blood runs down the rock and into the sea. The figures in white clasp hands and continue to smile. We fade to black. Ooh! Okay, Jen can't watch horror, but she can and of write it. if I watched that, I could clear yeah. my shaken condition. Yeah, no, right. If you just see it, yeah, birds. Fucking birds. birds. <laughs> fucking this birds. This well. one's on a terrible time, but I fucking love these birds. <laughs> You've been listening to Roll Plus Heart. Today was the second part of our game of Brindlewood Bay, a game by Jason Cordova. Your GM was me, Jen Blundell, and your players were Bex Watson as Fairly Weaver, Helen Gaffney as Anita Theakston, and Sarah Keep as Grace Tamblin. Our theme music was by David Shaw, and music mixing and mastering was by Mark Anderson. Podcast editing was by me, Jen Blundell, and my partner in crime, Helen Gaffney. If you would like to support the show, you can go to our store at rollplusheart.co.uk forward slash store, where you can purchase prints, sticker sets, and even a pin badge with various pieces of art from the shows that we've done in the past. And I'm sure that will get updated as new shows come out in the future. If you would like to support us on a more monthly basis, you can sign up to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash rollplusheart, where from £1 a month, you can get access to a whole bunch of exclusive audio content. And at higher tiers, you can get access to regular merch. And as always, the greatest way that you can support our show is by spreading the good word. A personal recommendation from a friend goes a lot farther than anything that we can do on social media. So shout us out wherever you get the chance. If you would like to get in touch with us on social media, you can tweet at us or DM us at RollPlusHeart, or you can email us at RollPlusHeart at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us individually, then Bex is on Twitter at Starling underscore Dust. I'm on there at Jen Blundell, and Sarah's on there at Penguin Panic. Sarah also has a beautiful Instagram where she's been posting regular pieces of art from this game and from our sister podcast, Quest Fantastic which she's also the GM and lead artist for. So go check her out on Instagram. If you'd like to hear more from us, then you can indeed listen to Sister Podcast Quest Fantastic. 
That's a D&D actual play podcast about a bunch of retired adventurers who go hit the road one more time to rescue an old friend. You can listen to my not-sister podcast. That's it. We're like cousins, maybe, I guess. Uh, Jen and the Film Critic. That's a film review podcast where my good friend Paul Salt reviews all the latest cinema releases. And I listen and crack wise with my funny jokes. We are very lucky in that we have not one, but two incredible artists on this podcast. Bex is also incredibly talented. Uh, You can go to their ko-fi.com to pick up beautiful glossy prints of their art and even some nice colouring in pieces, including of cool characters from everyone's favourite actual play podcast role plus... No, it's Critical Role. They're, they're, they're from Critical Role. So you can find all of that at ko-fi.com. That's ko-fi.com forward slash starlingdust. And if you want to hear more from Helen, then look up, look down, look all around, up in the air or on the ground. Come for a walk, come for a ride. There's so much to see, so come outside. She's outside, Helen stood outside. She's outside. Our next episode will be out on Wednesday the 7th of June and that will be the third part of our game of Brindlewood Bay. Until then, remember, it's always the butler that did it. And by it, I mean tackle the actual perpetrator to the ground. Go Robbie! Right, shall we go? Homage. Yeah, let's go. Let's let's go. It's me. Okay. It's Mushroom me and Mario. Here, Here we, we go. go. <laughs> should that be? I was our just thinking that that stuff. should be our new countdown. We just have to all sync, synchronize. Say, unfortunately, I think we all do it at different uh, speeds. But uh, you can get. If we, we were uh, just matching the person who was doing it, and we just matched, here we come. And then we all did a <laughs> woohoo afterwards. <laughs> and I mean, we can give it a go. But let's do let's do one just now, okay? Okay. Mushroom kingdom, here we come. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yeah, perfect. That definitely worked out. Yeah. <laughs>